friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. It has seemed like forever since we have chatted with you with our Thanksgiving break and there being only one episode in December. It's just been a long time, and I will have to say I missed you guys. Yeah, me too. I've missed just being in the flow of it. Um, So, Llewellyn, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving, I stayed home i went and saw my dad nice and just kind of had like a like a chill thanksgiving okay nothing super exciting happened but yeah yeah. about you i drove only like 45 minutes to go see the only family that lives near me had a very quick lunch dinner sort of thing and then i headed right back home and had the rest of the night off so it was great yeah it was kind of nice to relax (laughs) and it Doing that makes it feel like an even longer weekend, mm-hmm. just because then I feel like I also have Thursday off if I'm only busy for a couple hours. Right. So it's nice. Yeah. It was good. Cool. Um, okay. So typically, we also like to update you guys on just our lives in general. So besides Thanksgiving, what has happened in your life recently, Llewellyn? Yeah. Um. <laughs> The biggest thing that's happened in my life recently is I just graduated college. Yeah. Um, It's been a journey for sure. A lot of time spent, a lot of canceled plans with friends to Mm -hmm. get homework done. But mostly me. Just kidding. (laughs) There's been a lot of uh, Starbucks dates of us just working on our individual projects. Yeah, for sure. But it's done. I'm done. Yay. And yeah. So that's, that's my biggest update. Not much else has happened. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? I, um, okay. So I guess I can give you a date update. So I remember yes, a couple, several episodes ago, I gave you guys the initial thoughts of the guy I went out on a date on and it was post the, our dates, like a wash type thing. And the verdict was still out. It's definitely no longer out, but he's out. <laughs> so definitely a wash and not even remotely interested um yeah so still single still single we both are so 30 flirty and thriving You're, you're thriving um i got back from dc to go see our friend Anne, and that's pretty much it so also through a successful event at my job that i oversaw um, this past Friday, so coming off of the throes of that, and that is my life updates. Cool. Um, quick note to you guys, Llewellyn and I want to apologize. Yes, we for do. The, <laughs> for the crappy audio. We are very new to what it looks like to Skype out and, I don't know, figure out this whole audio thing and long distance and whatnot, so... Um, We also tried to record in some different spaces that were more open spaces, so the echoey, it wasn't as clear, so we recognize that the last few episodes have been a little spotty when it comes to the clarity of the audio, but we want to thank you guys for being, uh, I don't know, nice about it, I guess. Hopefully, for those of you, hopefully you stayed around to hear. (laughs) Yes, for those of you that have continued with us. Thank you for your patience and your flexibility yes for us to figure this thing out together so um anyways all right 
Shall I throw it to you for the episode recap and we can dive right into episode 10? Yes, we should. Cool. So this episode marks the very first appearance of Marcel. Marcel! A monkey that Ross adopts to keep him company. Phoebe meets scientist David, though their relationship is short-lived, when David gets a grant to work in Minsk. The gang all make a no-date pact for their New Year's Eve party, though they all end up breaking it with undesired consequences. This was a good episode. It was. I liked this one. Um, first of all, Marcel. It is the introduction of the monkey. Love Marcel. Um, I'll be honest. Marcel is not one of my favorite talking points of the show's history. I think the bit runs too long. It, he's like in several seasons. He is. And I think it just gets annoying. Yeah, but I also think it kind of adds to the annoyingness of Ross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Not me Although no. most of our friends apparently wouldn't agree. So. <laughs> I, I, I was just about to say, I'm glad we don't have one of our <laughs> friends that love Ross and on the show with us. So today. now it's just me and you here in our studio, a.k.a. my tiny closet. We can honestly say that Ross is just pathetic. He is. Okay. For all those people who love Ross, I'm so sorry. If you if you still listen to us and you love Ross, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but Ross like weirdly humanizes Marcel. Yeah, he does. He acts like he's just an another friend. Like yeah. He, like why? Like he's one of the six. He's a he's clearly not a human, Ross. Clearly. He sits on your shoulder. Humans don't sit on shoulders. Yeah, it's like the way he talks to him and the way he talks about him yeah. humanizes. Like Marcel is a roommate or something. Yeah. And he's a monkey. <laughs> a primate, oh, Ross. Ross. <laughs> That's funny. So I guess like not a lot happens really with Marcel, mm-hmm. except for the fact that he's there and he's now a part of their lives and it drives Monica nuts. Yep. That he's all over her stuff and whatnot. But other than that, there's feature episodes that I think are more like Marcel driven with some storyline. But it's the first introduction of him. So the humanization, the new roommate for Marcel or for Ross, which is Marcel. Yeah. And speaking of roommates, they 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 talk about a bit about roommates, right? Yeah. Ross, when he introduces Marcel... They said, why don't you just get a roommate if you're lonely? And he's like, I'm too old to have a roommate. Yeah, and like how, oh yeah, he's like very adamantly against having a roommate at his age. Yeah. And yet all of his friends. Yeah, right in front of him are his friends together. together, Phoebe's the only one that's like disconnected from the whole roommate idea. Right. (laughs) So he has to kind of like apologize. Um, But how old then? Like from the outward perspective, how old is too old to have a roommate? See, I don't – okay, personally, I yeah. don't think there's ever an age Yeah, that's too old to have a roommate. Like, my mom just had a roommate. Okay. Actually, she still does have a roommate. Yeah. And they're best friends. Neither one of them are married, and they okay. live together. Like, it's not weird. I don't think it's weird. Yeah. But – so I personally don't think there is an age. Yeah. And even my, like, roommate situation right now is I live with someone who's – like her daughter is my same age Mm -hmm. so but it works so perfectly she had an extra room and i pay rent and it's great yeah so works out and i just turned 30 so and i told her unless i get married buy a new house or she kicks me out i am here to stay so (laughs) 
Three very different things. Those were the only three reasons I like I could imagine me leaving because it's just I've been here for three years and it's worked out so well. Yeah. It's been three years. Yeah, isn't that oh, insane? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was I got on staff and it was about I did like a year and then since then, so it's been three years this last August. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Anyway, sidetrack. And you live with like a family. Yeah, I live with a another coworker and we're I we're probably more like sisters age, but um I live with her, her husband and her two kids in yeah. the basement. They have a whole basement that's finished that I basically rent out. Yeah. So it's just cheaper. Like it a single is apartment or like or then you're forced to live with roommates in very close proximity. Right. Like you're right. like separated by a level. Yeah. Me and my roommate are like opposite sides of the house and our schedules I never I like never see her. Yeah, for sure. But so for those of you out there who are thinking you're too old for roommates. You're not. You're not. But I also get it. Like we have Anne doesn't really like. She's like, I'm really too old for a roommate. She's going to do it out of like just the convenience and cost of living out in D.C. Yeah. But ideally, she doesn't really want a roommate. Mm-hmm. And it's not age. I just think it's personality. She's so particular with the things that she likes yeah. that it's hard to find somebody that matches those particularities. And yeah. so she's just kind of naturally been on the side of not having a, a roommate. For sure. But in this new season of life, now that she's out in D.C. by herself, she's going to do it out of like just for the sake of cost and kind of convenience, which it's like good for her to be able to, you know, flex a little with her personal preference. But yeah. So there's never an age, I don't think. I think it's just everyone's personal preference. Yep. One of the other talking points on the episode is David. And I I love David. He is my favorite Phoebe significant other. Yeah, I kind of wish David wasn't so short-lived. I know. But honestly, in future episodes, and spoiler, so skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to know, but... Or if you haven't seen it for some reason, but in the way end when it's Mike and then they go back to David, I wanted that to work out so bad. And then Mike comes and like asks her to marry. I was so mad rewatching the show again because like I like Mike, but I just loved David so much because Phoebe has very little opportunities to have a good significant other throughout the entire series. Yeah. I thought David was such like a naturally good one. Like her and David make sense. They do. They just like his nerdiness and her quirkiness. I know. Just like match so well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she's Uh like just enough of eclectic to pull him out of his shell, but he like loves it, you Mm -hmm. know? And yeah. And he like tames her a little bit too. Yeah. It's, it's just such a good balance. I just love him so much, which is interesting that I feel that way because it is so short lived. We don't see him for like two seasons after this because he's in Minsk. Yeah. And yet I would rather have David in the picture. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting, but he does kind of have the like nerdy thing going for him yeah he does have the nerdy nerdy thing going and can we talk about his his over analyzing kissing her yeah like (laughs) why did he overthink such a simple thing i know and maybe it's part of his like nerdiness like he's just so nervous like he doesn't right then understand like oh maybe she does want this it's like 
obviously she like he, she had to basically tell him yeah kiss the me. table and put me kiss on me, it. kiss dummy. me dummy yeah <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> yeah but there really is like a pressure i feel like with first kisses yeah especially the first one right because you never know like does the other person want it so i guess i could see why he would overanalyze a little and who knows maybe he doesn't kiss very many girls and i wonder if this is and because i'm not a guy i can't give this perspective but i'm wondering if because he thinks she's like so beautiful that he's just nervous that like it's another layer of vulnerability and if it doesn't like work out it like bursts the bubble of like oh you know yeah. i don't know there is just such a pressure on it because you want it to be everything you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Who was your first kiss? Um, my first kiss was way back in elementary school. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Good his name you. was Joel, and he was one of my closest friends, and he lived like right down the street from me. Joel's a good name. Yeah, I mean, I. We were, like, best friends, and I honestly think we just kissed because we wanted to see what it was, like, what it felt like. Yeah. But it didn't Scandalous. go anywhere. He ended up moving away in, like, fourth grade, so. <laughs> heartbroken. Yeah. Little heartbroken Llewellyn in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So was it awkward at all? I mean, yeah, but it was more like we were just curious as to what it would feel like, so. Yeah. We did. Interesting. Okay. Didn't go anywhere, but it's okay. Mine wasn't till wow you you were early. <laughs> okay, but then my next like real kiss probably didn't happen until like ninth grade. So <laughs> okay, that Skipped makes me feel years. better. My first kiss happened every year. My parents would throw a like out of school party, so it'd be like after the very first, after the after the last day of school, it'd be like that first full weekend. We had a huge backyard, a full size basketball court, volleyball court like huge deck so we'd you know cook food and all the things so it's like a powwow yeah it was a huge thing so we'd invite everyone from youth group and everyone from school and kind of merge all the like the two worlds together and just invite whoever was our friend and so um i invited this kid his name was zach and he i don't know if his friends had told him or something but all my girlfriends were going to spend the night afterwards and at the end when he was leaving, he asked me to walk him, like, around the side of the house to, like, go to the front of the house because we were in the back. And it was still light outside. It's not like it was super dark or, like, weird or anything. But he, he like, kissed me. And it was, like, good. But I don't think my first kiss – like, I don't think I was good. But I don't know because, like, <laughs> we didn't talk after that at all. Wow. And – um, the next day I saw him at driver's training Oh my! and I didn't talk to him the entire, like what, two weeks that you're in class or whatever it is, four weeks. I don't even remember now. Wow. But yeah. So his name was Zach and he was my first guest and me and my girlfriends like gossiped all about it. Like at the, uh, sleepover afterwards, it was great. Nice. I don't think I was great, but <laughs> And, like, I don't actually know for sure, but I'm looking back and thinking, oh, gosh, I was probably, so, like, so terrible. Yeah, but, like, nobody's ever good at their first kiss. So, what, driver's training that's, like, freshman year of high school? So, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> so, our, like, first real kiss was, like, relatively the same time. Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Um, 
one thing I do appreciate about David is that even though he's nerdy, he did have like a an interesting boldness element to him. Because when Phoebe is playing, she is trying, she's like hearing these guys talking and she's trying to sing her super depressing song, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> but all of a sudden, like you could see David and his friend like chatting it up and she like breaks up the attention is like, oh, hey guys, anything you want to share with the class? And he, she's like insistent and he ends up telling her, I think you're more beautiful than so-and-so and he was disagreeing. So I said this and blah, blah, blah. And he like literally rattled off like a thing every girl would want to hear in the middle of a busy cafe because she like forced him to do it. And he like just and stood he just, up and did it. He just did it. Like he committed to yeah. like he committed to it. And I appreciated that so much. Yeah. I was like, thank you, David, for your boldness to just say what you feel and what you mean. And then Phoebe immediately was like, all right, we'll be on a break. <laughs> she like bolted <laughs> over there. Yeah. Um, which I thought was super sweet. But I just appreciated his boldness in the midst of him being like nerdy. And I think that's why I can imagine like he put his side on the line. So then to be nervous to like kiss her too. There's also that I could think like that power play. Like I've already told her like how much I like her. Yeah. So like now I'm now it's like the next thing is a kiss and like, oh, I don't know. Cause then I don't know. So, but, um, but then we end with, them in the episode having to break up mm. because he's gonna go to Minsk, yeah, on a funded research project. But back it up just a little bit. Okay, he didn't want to go. No, he didn't. So he okay, not necessarily didn't want. He wanted to go, but he was willing to stay and say no, no to his friend to stay with Phoebe. Yeah, but then she had the boldness to say no. Like this isn't, this isn't what's gonna happen. And then. She like played it out for him, yeah, and basically broke up, yeah. which was like you you had mentioned so realistic, like it is it is a realistic breakup, yeah, you have to realize that if and i I've just talked to a friend last night about how her and her boyfriend of two and a half years she was living in Hawaii with him, and she said that essentially he wanted to stay there and raise kids, and she never wanted to be that far away for from her family for that long she moved to hawaii for a four month stint and then she's been there for two and a half years and just the courage that it takes to look at your future plans and remove yourself from something that's comfortable and normal Mm -hmm. like that's just so hard now mind you they didn't like david and her didn't have a two and a half year relationship that they're making this decision but it was such a realistic breakup of you're looking at your futures and it's not aligning and even though this is comfortable and, and, and good, this is like, I like you. It just doesn't make sense to stay in it if there's no future goal in mind. Yeah. So they realistically break up. Yes. Which reminds me, now that I'm thinking about it, Phoebe has another one of these later in the seasons with Mike. It's yeah. a realistic breakup. Phoebe, of all the people, like, she has the most, like, honest, like, this is why it's not going to work out. And it's legit. Mm-hmm. Cause her and Mike, cause Mike's like, I'm never going to get married again. And she's like, no, I want that. Like, I want that. And if you don't, this can't happen. That takes a lot of courage. It does. Because I think so often you can be like, well, we're fine. And I love him and he loves me. And, but 
But I speak. I think that speaks a lot to Phoebe's character. Yeah. And like we learn a lot about her right. in this episode. I think just knowing like that she she's always kind of perceived as the one that's really out there and outgoing and quirky yeah. and whatnot. But in all re- like in all reality, she is also the one that's like the most real of mm-hmm. the friends. Yeah. And like I'm gonna tell you how it is, whether you want to hear it or not, and whether yeah. it's easy to hear or not. Which I love about Phoebe, and I think that's, like, such a great quality that she possesses. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great point. Except her music. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with her music? Yeah, then we take a sharp turn, and her first performance on this episode is... I don't even know how to put it. It's depressing. (laughs) That's saying it nicely. And you can see it in the friends' face by the time they, like, pan to, like, the next scene, which makes you feel like she's played all of her other 12 songs, and this is maybe the last one. And they're just drained of all joy and energy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah. Her song is, like, it's gross. Like, it's, you're like, oh, like, even her eyelashes. And you're like, oh, gosh. But, like, how she mentions, to start with, she's like, yeah, I've got all these new songs about my mom's suicide, and then one about a snowman. And then Chandler's a little quirky, like, maybe you should start with the one with the snowman. But it turns out to still be about her mom. mom. (laughs) That's so true. Oh, Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe. But this is the first time we actually hear her play, right? Yeah, because the first one, was the the lights went out. Yeah. And we're already 10 episodes into the first season. We're halfway through season one, yeah. essentially. And this is the first time we're hearing her sing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And you get a feel for what type of writer she is. Like, it's all, like, cliche rhymes, but also very, like, dark and weird. Yeah. And, yeah, so funny. <laughs> it was just good to see, like, that first, because we get a lot of it in the future seasons, and there's whole plot points around certain songs, so... That was her first performance. So a couple of firsts in this episode. First for Marcel, first for Phoebe in singing, obviously. Um, One of the other biggest plot points that this whole episode is surrounded around is New Year's. New Year's. New Year's. Which is coming up. It is. So fast. So fast. 2020, y'all. It's crazy that, well, I guess it would make sense that their December episode would be about New Year's. Yeah. Was, they don't have a single Christmas episode, do they? Like, where they they have elements, I guess, where they look for each other's presents and Ross dressing up like a on the Christmas armadillo. Yeah. But they don't actually have, like, a where they oh, – I guess they do. So, wait, when do they do Thanksgiving? Now I'm confused. I feel like they do Thanksgiving every year because it's Friendsgiving. Yeah. And because it kind of, like, centers around Chandler and his – Was Friendsgiving – the phraseology of that popularized by friends. I have no idea. And them having a Thanksgiving episode every year. I doubt it, but I honestly don't Like, know. obviously it could have existed before, but did it become popularized by the show? Someone let us know that. Yeah. Because I feel like a Friendsgiving, that would be, it would make sense that it would be popularized. Anyways, you had a couple notes about New Year's. And yeah. about this episode specifically, so. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about you, Leanne, but I personally love New Year's. Me too. Yes. I love it. It is hands down my favorite holiday. Why? 
mostly because it you know signifies new beginnings new year all of that and it's kind of just like a fresh start yeah even though honestly you could do that anytime but (laughs) i don't know there's just (laughs) so true right that's what decisions are for you make a decision and change (laughs) yeah but i don't know there's something just about like the whole like idea of new year's and like starting over and like your year is coming to an end and january comes and i don't know I've loved it for a long time. It could be that I love New York so much. And, oh. like, you know, they kind of, like, center New Year's around New York. They with do. With the, the ball in Times Square and whatnot. So yes. that could be part of it. But, yeah, I don't know. I just love New Year's. I can't remember if I've said this in a previous episode. But when I moved to Central Time Zone, for some reason it didn't click with me that New York celebrates on New York time which is obviously eastern yeah and so the year that i stayed out there and i didn't come home i was like preparing myself for okay the night we're gonna watch the ball drop and then it dawned on me that i was not in the same time zone and i wondered what does the rest of the united states do because new york is is the ball drop yeah like do they just replay it for every other time zone because nobody like, L.A. doesn't throw a ball drop like quite like New York. Right. Like, there's several areas around the world that are known, like Sydney. Um, I think London has a good one. Tokyo. Like, some of these, like, major cities. New York is the United States' big ball drop. Yeah. Like, big countdown. But that year, I was very disappointed that I didn't have it at all because... It's not like Dallas does one. Wait, so do they delay it for you guys? I didn't know what happened that year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens. Okay, if you live outside of the Eastern Time Zone and you live west in the United States or Mexico or Canada, what do you do Yeah, for New Year's? And I mean, like, is there a event that is universally acknowledged in that in that region? Because anyone in Eastern Time Zone, New York ball drop. Yep. Anyone. Yeah. So what do you guys do? What happens? Solid question. I was I was very dis- It was a very sad year for me <laughs> when I realized that that was not going to be part of my New Year's. But that's all sidebar. So, anyways, continue with yes. your love for New York and yes. New Year's. Yeah. Well, the other big thing about New Year's is the kiss at midnight. Yes. And in this episode, bringing it back. In this episode of Friends, yes, Chandler, Chandler. wants to make a pact. And sorry, we had to pause the fact that we both love him. Um, he's so great, but he wants to make a pact because yeah. he's single and he wants everybody else to be single right. because he doesn't want somebody else to have happiness and he can't have that <laughs> happiness. Yeah, he's so desperate. Yeah, so they make this pact, and then slowly but surely the pact disintegrates. And we find out that Chandler was actually the first one to break it. But he didn't want to tell anybody. With Janice. With Janice. Of all (laughs) women, Janice. Yeah. Uh, Chandler. That's true. Which means, like, they shouldn't have even made a pact anyways. No. Because it ended up that they were all ended up alone. Yeah. Fun Bobby. Not so fun. Nope. Terrible. Joey's girl had like two little kids with her. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And then disappeared with someone else. Yep. Ross had Marcel. Yep. <laughs> Ross and that monkey. 
Uh, Rachel's supposed to pick up Paolo from the airport, and he misses flight. And then and she, she got comes mauled in. by a person. Yeah, getting into <laughs> getting into a taxi. <laughs> Pretty much could have been a bear. I mean, yeah, with her verbiage. Um, and then Phoebe had David. The only, like, legitimate date. relationship. Yeah. And yet it was looming that she was probably going to let him go. Right. And who are we missing? We mentioned earlier, but Chandler has Janice. And Chandler has Janice. Yeah. So, and it ends up that all of these people end up not being, like, David leaves before the ball drops. Joey's girl disappears. Obviously, Ross didn't come with anybody. Fun Bobby is like crying in a corner. Yeah. And Rachel is, yeah. you know, Paolo figured is out. still in Rome. Right. So at the very end, you see like kind of them just all bunched in a corner together while everybody else celebrates the holiday, <laughs> <laughs> which is so sad. Yeah. Did you, do you, did you ever have like boyfriends over New Year's? Like, did you get, are, are you like a, I love that kiss at midnight person or are you like i don't know it's been so long since <laughs> i mean it has been quite a few years because um, i'm in that second yeah, category yeah. it's I'm been so long now, i don't know but i have had one boyfriend that we were same over new year's but yeah then the next year we broke up right before christmas so oh like, that's terrible yeah who broke up with who it was mutual was it yeah okay that's yeah. good yeah when was after new year's so you enjoyed the kiss and then... And then... Bye. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, okay, so some random thoughts. Fun Bobby. So the way that they describe Fun Bobby is actually the complete on- opposite of Monica. Yeah, so what did she see in him? I don't know. Maybe it was one of those, all the friends loved Fun Bobby, too, because he's so fun. Yeah. That she just kept him around. But he's so, like, out there and fun and loose and whatever. And she's so, like, strict and OCD and organized. Like, I just don't know how they worked. I mean, obviously, they have a very short-lived relationship. But I don't know. That was my, that's my random thought. Yeah. um, Yes. My random thought. And, guys, these are very random. Random. Um, I think... I don't remember what point in the in the episode, but I related to Rachel so hard in this moment. Um, when she hands Joey his coffee, and yeah. he just kind of looks at her and like is like, "Hey," he said something along the lines of like, "I asked for room, so I want to put cream in it." And instead of like going back and like dumping some of it out, she just takes a sip <laughs> and hands it back to him. <laughs> Guys, I must admit, when I worked at a coffee shop, I wanted to do that to somebody. Really? Yes, because it's so irritating when people are like. Because you ask if they want room, and you don't have time to be like, is this enough? Is this enough? Is this enough? And right. they get angry about it. And it's like, if you're really that upset that there's yeah. a little bit too much, then... Because with room to one person might be different than with room to another person. Right, right. Like, both might be with room, but is it an inch, a half an inch? Like, right. a little bit at the top? And I'm sorry, I'm not going to ask you every single time, how how many inches would you like of room? Right. No. Yeah, What what's the correct time. centimeter? <laughs> But yeah, I just had to confess that I I didn't ever do it to somebody, but I wanted to. Yeah. I feel like it's those little clever moments that make the show. Yeah. Like Rachel just sipping because it's a friend. And she's mm-hmm. like, there. You know, like, <laughs> you're all set. You're all good to go. You're all good. Okay. So then what was your favorite moment of the show? 
<laughs> I think my favorite moment was Chandler desperately wanting to be kissed for New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> and so Joey dead. stood up and was like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, because isn't he like, kiss me, kiss me, somebody kiss me, kiss me. Like, he's yeah. so adamantly, yeah. like, involved. And then Joey. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, the two of them crack me up. I know. They're the best. Um, mine was probably Phoebe telling David that he that he's going to Minsk. Like, as she's making the decision. I just thought it was such a real moment in, in a show where a lot of the stuff is focused on laughs. And a lot of my favorite movies in each episode are going to be focused on the laughing parts and yeah. probably Chandler. But for this one, <laughs> I just thought it was so nice of her and just the way she went about like this fake breakup, like, yeah. and you're going to tell me this and I'm going to be like, no, and you're going to say this. And then she does it for him. It's just kind of like a sweet, tender moment. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was sweet. All right. Anything else? No. All around it. had like a lot of little elements going to it. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. It was a good episode. It was good to get back into the saddle of watching and podcasting and all the things so we definitely missed you guys yeah we did yeah um okay so this time on the i'll be there for you moment we've got a ross's marriage tip if your goal is to have a satisfying marriage with longevity make sure you're accountable for the part you play in a relationship either good or bad when you're in denial about your part in the relationship then you are no better than a child flinging sand at another child in a sandbox Mm. when you take responsibility for your part in the marriage only then will you be able to connect with your partner in a mature intimate way good and that's it there you go so there it is we will take another hiatus over the holidays because they do not release another episode until january so we will see you guys in just a few short weeks but there will be a gap so we wanted to give you guys a heads up on that since we definitely didn't do that for thanksgiving so sorry (laughs) sorry um but thanks for following along with us we're excited to have you guys listening on the show um again we'd love to connect with you on social media if you guys have questions or want to feedback also this will be another random i kind of want to know if any of you guys have awkward first kiss stories yeah Because I think those are fun to tell. So let us know about those on our social media. The one with friends um, for both Twitter and – wait, do we have a Twitter? We do have a Twitter. For both Twitter and Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's been too long. Um, We're at the one with pod for Twitter and the one with friends podcast for Facebook. Yeah. So hit us up on those two social media streams and you might even land a social media spotlight. You might. On the show. Um, especially if you give us your most juicy details on any of the questions we've previously asked. With your permission, we'd love to share for all of our friends to hear. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Have a happy holidays. Be nice to people. Everyone's just trying to get through the holiday alone, and we know that it's hard for some people with loss of family and stuff, so give extra grace where grace is needed, and just be kind to all. Yes. That's it. That's it. So we will see you guys, or rather, we will talk with you guys (laughs) in the new year. Yes. So until then, we will catch you next time on the One With Friends podcast. Bye.